1: Hey there, Fuller Tanner Gibbler fans, Fuller House fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta? Holy Chalupas! An unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well today, I'm going to be covering Fuller House Season 5, Episode 13. That's right, Season 5, the final season of Fuller House. Episode 13, College Tours, which aired on June 2nd of 2020. In this episode, Kimmy finds out Ramona is looking at colleges on the East Coast. She and DJ take Ramona and Jackson on a tour of Cal University. DJ tries to get Jackson enthusiastic about college and discovers he has talents that she hadn't noticed. Now, with Mother's Day coming up, I did want to do this. It focuses both on DJ and... Kimmy as parents as their son and daughter are getting ready to eventually graduate high school. They're looking at colleges. So my guess is they're what, maybe juniors at this point would be my guess. So yeah, I thought I would do that for mother's day and then next mother's day. I promise I will do a Stephanie mother episode from Season 5 for Mother's Day. That's Mother's Day 2022. It's going to be about Stephanie. So, all right. This episode's got a 7.5 out of 10 based on 140 ratings. We do have Natasha Beret, who, if the last name is familiar, that's because Natasha Beret, who plays Isabel, is Candace Cameron Beret's daughter. Yeah. We also have Lauren Gaw as Beth. We have... Natalia Bougu- oh, I cannot pronounce her name and I feel horrible. Uh, she's playing Bertha. Of course we got regular cast of everybody. Candace, Jody, Andrea, Michael, Elias, Sony, Dashiel and Fox, Juan Pablo De Pace, Scott, Adam, the regular cast members. This episode was directed by Jody. Margolin Hahn. Again, if I mispronounce the name, I apologize. Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and oh, oh, oh my goodness, guys, I didn't know this. Written by Andrea Barber, our own Kimmy Gibbler. Aw, oh, kudos, Andrea, that's great. Story editor Nick Fasitelli, and story editor Will Griffin. So that is awesome. It seems like each lady got a seat in the director's chair at least once in the five seasons, which is complete and utter awesome sauce to me. That's great. And the fact that Andrea's got a writing credit now on her resume, that's amazing. I love that. And the fact that, I mean, she grew up on the show. So to star in the show for eight seasons... And then to be able to write an episode of the show that basically was your childhood and, you know, teenage years, is that's just so cool. So, trivia. There's only one piece. The ZBG's sorority sister who asks DJ and Kimmy if they aren't a little too old to be at a sorority party. come on and tells Ramona that she would be an excellent candidate to join the Zetas is played by Candace Cameron Bure's daughter Natasha Bure which I already said all right we got oh we got goof we got a goof Jackson Fuller I did some research and I found a great computer coding school right here this is a quote this is a that's not a goof I said goof oh there is no goofs I'm wearing my glasses I promise you (laughs) I am, um, I just misread quotes and goofs, that's just me, alright, so, user reviews. There is one, however, I won't be reading it. So, all right. Before I jump into the episode, I want to let you Tanner and Fuller newbies and Gibbler newbies know where you can find the podcast to listen to it. You can listen to it on SoundCloud, on iTunes. I believe it's also on Podbean, which I don't know how it got on there, but it's available. Also, if you're looking to find the podcast on social media, the... Podcast does have its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast in the search bar. It will pop up. Also, Instagram, O-M-H-C-F-H-F-H, Full House, Fuller House. Let me get this right. I don't think that's right. You'd think I'd have this. Oh, I think that's thunder. It's going to storm later. It's going to, it's going to, let's see, make sure I got this right. OMHC Full House Fuller House Pod. Okay. Got that. And of course, Twitter. <laughs> Here we go. Twitter at OMHC Full House. If you want to have an opinion on the podcast, as far as on any episode that I do in the future or have done, you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with your top five lists of best, worst characters, if you want to do that, best, worst episodes. If you want to try your hand at saying, hey, I could have done this episode better, or maybe you feel the episode could have used a little bit of tweaking, I'd love to hear your ideas. You can also reach out to me on the social media sites that I've listed as well. Another thing about this podcast is this is the alternative. Oh, there was some thunder. <laughs> this is the alternative to other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there. This is a clean podcast. This is family oriented. You can listen with your kids around. You can feel safe. Your kids can listen to this podcast, and there won't be any curse words or inappropriate behaviors, no innuendo jokes. None of that. I might, if there is an innuendo joke, I'll say, oh, there's an innuendo joke, but that's as far as that's going to go. So on the schedule for May, of course, is College Tours and Honor of Mother's Day, and then, of course, we have a cast member of Full House and Fuller House who is celebrating a birthday in May. And who might that cast member be? Bob Saget. Yes, May 17th is his birthday, and I will be doing a honored birthday episode, I will be covering season 5, episode 22 of Full House, entitled The Trouble with Danny. Yes, his overzealous cleaning gets a little out of control. The rest of the family have a little powwow. Like, oh, we've had it with Danny's cleaning. He's just out of control. Danny, however, is in DJ's closet putting up shelf paper. He overhears the family's issues with him and he he books it he's like i gotta i gotta refocus and he's just gotta have a day to you know collect his thoughts and just kind of think about things and he does he goes to the mountains with a norman right norman the goat i mean not the goat i'm sorry the donkey (laughs) i wonder if that donkey would have been uh Friends with Shorty in season eight. Probably not. See, Shorty came from the petting zoo and Norman was a free, well, a donkey that was just rented out for the afternoon. So yeah, I'll be covering that. And then of course, in June, if you listen to past episodes, um, our most recent episode, 2021 is my 20 year high school reunion. I doubt that there's anything going on for it because of time we're living in right now and plus it would be back in Michigan plus there really isn't anyone there that I would really want to see anyway so yeah I'm going to be covering and I'm trying to think of a cool title I thought something like what happens at the reunion stays of the reunion I just I, I think that that would be I think that might be the title <laughs> So, the episodes I'm going to be covering for those are Full House from Season 3, Fraternity Reunion, and Season 4 of Fuller House, One Last Kiss, and Fuller House, DJ and Kimmy's High School Reunion. (laughs) I just thought that would be so cool. And then in July, I'm trying to think of um I think I'm going to table the one I was thinking of before, which was The Good Girls and Bad Boys. I had to table that for a bit. And then I think I'm just going to focus on one of my others, which I think is I want to do Adventures and ba- the Adventures in Babysitting series, which is going to include season 1, our very first night. Season 1 of Full House, Full House, Misadventures and Babysitting. And Full House Season 3, Three Men and Another Baby. And, of course, Season 1 of Fuller House, Season 1 Episode 3, Funner House. Where Stephanie, Kimmy, and DJ have a girls' night out and leaving Joey in charge of the kids. Things get wild and out of control. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think I'm going to save that Full House episode and just do a double feature of Fuller House Babysitting Adventures with Funner House and Season 3, Fuller House, Uncle Jesse's Adventures and Babysitting. So yeah, I think I'll just stick with the three Full House episodes and then do a double feature of Joey babysitting the kids and then Uncle Jesse babysitting the kids. So alright, without further ado, let's jump into Fuller House Season 5, College Tours. Season 5, Episode 13. Alright, so we come out of the intro, we are in the kitchen, we have Jackson at the kitchen island looking at a laptop, actually it turns out to be Ramona's laptop, As she comes into the kitchen saying, I've been trying to get that screen unfrozen for like a day, and if I can't do it, you know, because everyone thinks that Jackson is this big duh head, she's like, certainly you can't do it. And bing bang, boom, he hits a couple buttons, like uh oh, I'm frozen. And she is Ramona is so shocked. Well, how did you how did how did you do that? And then he starts saying that he cleared her browser history along with a few other things. Yeah, he says, I updated your browser your um operating system and cleared your browser history. And then he shames her for watching Bachelor of Paradise. So yeah, she was watching Bachelor in Paradise. So I don't know if this is kind of like the Bachelorette, the Bachelor, something to the effect of a re- reality show where a guy, a bunch of guys, vie for the attention of a girl, or vice versa, and she's like. She says, I can quit anytime. time. Yeah, she just calls it a guilty pleasure. It's like, yeah, we all have those shows, which we call our guilty pleasure, which probably are kind of corny, but it's like we love it. That's just who we are. So DJ and Kimmy come down, and we see on the kitchen table that Ramona has all of these pamphlets. They're all from selective colleges in America, and even the eight- Ivy's. So I'm guessing she means the eight Ivy Leagues. The only ones I can think of are what Harvard, Yale. Uh, I'm I'm gonna see if I can find a list of all the Ivy League schools in America. Let's see. We got Harvard. <coughs> Excuse me. We got Princeton, Yale, Columbia, University of Pennsylvania, okay, Cornell University, Brown University, and Dartmouth. All right. These are two oh these are from 2016 to 2017 tuition fees 48,000 for Harvard 47,000 for Princeton 51,000 for Yale 57,000 for Columbia 53 for University of Pennsylvania 52 for Cornell 53 for Brown and 53,000 for Dartmouth. Even though it looks like Dartmouth, but it's pronounced Dartmouth. And Jackson holds up a flyer for the local Blackjack Academy. So, is that like a school for those that want to work at the casino and be a Blackjack dealer? Would be my guess. Jackson hands the flyer to DJ and she looks at the back of it and she says, It's addressed to current resident. Jackson is such a big goof. He's like, Yeah, that's me. I get a lot of mail. I also go by occupant. <laughs> what a goof. A current resident or occupant, that's usually just a lot of it is junk mail, which is <laughs> what that Blackjack Academy flyer is. Junk. It goes in the trash. Unless people are actually interested in it. No shame. So, Kimmy actually takes notice of the flyer's that Ramona has for colleges, of all these colleges in the United States. She says, Ramona, a lot of these colleges are for, you know, they're all eastern colleges for the east side of the state. And Ramona's like, yeah, I know. They ha- A lot of them have amazing programs in women's studies. Now we get Kimmy feeling bad. It's like, it's hard enough when, you know, a parent loses their kid to going away to college where they're in a dorm. But going away, away, like basically they're in California and if Ramona wants to go somewhere like New New York and hit one of those college hubs, that means she's only gonna be coming back for school you know, for holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, that kind of thing. But I'm I mean and I know that Skype and zoom and stuff. I mean you can now you know video chat with people, but It's not the same thing as the person being in the room with you and being able to hold them and you know And and the physical contact and stuff like that. It's not the same Which goes to show just a lot of people That are finally being able to see family members after a year with everything that's gone on and just the joy of they get to, you know hug their grandma or their brother or aunt or grandma or, or or something like that. Kimmy, she's like and the Bay Area has plenty of women to study. No, it's women's studies, Kimmy. Women's studies. Which I don't I'm not sure what what a whole lot of that is referring to. It's like what maybe women in history What's not like a suffrage mo- movement and women, you know, trying to get the right to vote and, and all that stuff? And DJ comes up beside Kimmy, and Kimmy's like, see, there's two of them right here. And Ramona says, Mom, you have to trust me that I'm going to find the right colleges that are right for me. And I know that Kimmy trusts Ramona, but it's just, you know, baby birds leaving the nest eventually. Because at this point in time, I think Jackson and Ramona, they're juniors, they're not seniors. I mean, that much time hasn't passed. And has so it's been 5 seasons of the show, but does that mean that 5 years have passed? Cuz I'm just maybe 4 years have passed. So if that's the case, at the end of the show, Tommy's 4 and Max is 12, so that would mean if Jackson's 13 and Ramona are 13, they're 17. But isn't your junior year when you start applying to colleges? Because by the time senior year rolls around, you pretty much already, whatever college you're going to, you're, what, waiting on acceptance letters or you've gotten them at that point and you're just biding your time until you're graduated from high school and become become a college student, you know, and Kimmy's just saying, you know, I, I do understand that you'll find the college that's right for you. I just wish you would go closer to home, like the kitchen Island. And DJ tells Kimmy, he's like, Kimmy, we got to face the fact that our kids are growing up, you know, and respect that they'll make, you know, be respectful of their life choices and what they want to do with their lives. Jackson drops a bomb here as he says, Well, Mom, I'm glad that you feel that way. You know, because Gigi's she, saying about supporting and respecting their kids' decisions and what they want to do. And Jackson's like, Well, Mom, I'm glad you feel that way because I'm not sure I want to go to college. And the tight-lipped smile she gives Jackson, just like, Mmm, crazy, this is a surprising, uh, development here that I wasn't prepared for. But, I mean, at the end of the day, are we really surprised that Jackson kind of chose wants to choose a different route? I'm not saying the boy isn't smart, because he is. He just has struggled with school, and maybe there are some out there that if they struggle, maybe maybe they decide college is maybe not a right fit for them at that time, or they choose a different way of life, and that is absolutely a hundred percent fine that's acceptable everyone has their own path that they choose to go on now whether it's college or whether it isn't that's up to them but one way or another you're gonna find a path that works for you well dj just went back on her own advice she's like, oh you're going to college Ramona's like, well, that's my cue to go. And I love Kimmy. She's like, that's my cue to stay. And she's got a bowl of, like, popcorn or something. And she's like, oh, I got to watch this show. I got to see what's going to happen next. <laughs> Interesting developments. So DJ pulls Jackson over to the kitchen table so they can sit down and, you know, hash this out. And she tells him, Yo, know, college is where you find out who you're going to be. You know, I thought when I started college I was going to be an English teacher. Can you picture This DJ Tanner as a teacher with how she is around the house, this version of DJ Tanner, I don't see that working as a teacher. She's got, she's too, uh, can I just say she's high maintenance? (laughs) She really, really is. I mean, I get it. People do change and stuff like that over time. But this version of DJ Tanner and the one that we know from eight seasons of Full House are so vastly different. They're like completely different people. Whereas I don't think DJ Tanner of Full House would be hanging out with DJ Tanner Fuller of Fuller House. I think DJ Tanner Fuller of Fuller House would be a little too much for DJ Tanner of Full House. So yeah, DJ's like, I thought I'd be an English teacher until I learned I like llamas instead of commas. (laughs) That adorable line. (laughs) Llamas are so adorable, but they spit. And the whole veterinarian thing, when we first see Fuller House and see DJ's a veterinarian, how many of you weren't surprised at that? Because we immediately informed full house, you know, maybe even season two, we get that uh, DJ loves animals. I mean, she brought a horse home with it. Well, it Rocket followed her home. But you get what I'm saying. She just she loves animals. So I'm not surprised that that's the career path that she chose. So DJ is standing over Jackson, who's sitting in a chair, and he looks over and he's like, well, I already know what I want to do. And she's like, oh, really, what? And he says, not have this conversation. Yeah, I honestly don't feel that's the best way to have a conversation is to be standing over your child, because it looks like you're, I mean, yes, you're an authority figure, but it just looks like you're kind of overpowering them in a sense. It's like, no, you both need to sit down and look each other in the eye and have a frank, calm, but gentle conversation where you are actually listening to what they want what they need you need to really hear them and you can't do that if you're towering over your kid because that looks like you're being the intimidator now of course like I said I don't have kids so a lot of what I say you can goes in one ear and out the other which is understandable I don't have kids but it's my advice for you, to you. So Jackson heads upstairs, DJ sits down, and she is just, she cannot believe that Jackson doesn't want, he's like, I can't, I can't believe one of my kids doesn't want to go to college. And then we find a little fact about Steph. She took her tuition money, which probably was given to her by Danny, and drank her way through Portugal. Okay. Kimmy, of course, tells DJ, don't sweat it, DJ. I mean, I didn't get into any of my top college picks, and I live in your attic. (laughs) It's about as sad as when we're saying, oh, Joey's a stand-up comedian, and he lives in the basement. Or he lives in the alcove in season one. Well, the first half of season one. So DJ picks up a flyer. She's like, oh, well, not all these schools are from the wet, the... (laughs) East Coast, Kimmy. I mean, look, this is from Cal University, my alma mater. Apparently, CU was Kimmy's first rejection letter, and she got that before she even applied to them. Okay, word's gotten around California about Kimmy Gibbler? That is so sad. That is so sad. People are rejecting Kimmy before they even know her. So DJ comes up with the idea of Kimmy and she taking Jackson and Ramona on a campus college campus tour to see if, you know, maybe, um, you know, Kimmy's like, hey, maybe Ramona will choose a college that's more kitchen adjacent. And, you know, maybe this will change Jackson's mind about not wanting to go to college. So Kimmy says, I'm going to go put on my cheerleading outfit, my cheerleading uniform. And DJ says... You were never a cheerleader. And Kimmy turns to her, and we get to see all the reminders of every costume outfit that Kimmy has ever worn. And Kimmy, before she goes upstairs, turns to face DJ and says, Yeah, I was never a Skylar sister, a rat, or a giant sandwich, a Benny Hanna chef, or Mrs. Doubtfire. You're pulling that thread now? <laughs> Oh Kimmy! But she pulled off those outfits great and those characters great, oh my goodness. Oh excuse me, this was a cold open? Seriously? I thought this was just the beginning of the show. Okay. Because all of a sudden here comes the uh, the intro. I'm like, well wait a minute, I thought this was after the intro. Well, you'll live and learn, that's what I say. So now we, apparently the scene before was a cold open, so now we get to after the intro. And Stephanie's actually up now, she's eating breakfast at the kitchen table, and Kimmy of course is by the kitchen island. Stephanie's like, oh, so I hear you're uh, going with DJ to her alma mater, good luck with that. And Kimmy's like, why? Here comes DJ sporting her old, she can still fit into her, not surprising, her cheerleader outfits. Now, I will, I, colleges have cheer. I mean, I'm just surprised that DJ was never a cheerleader in, in high school. She could have been a cheerleader for, you know, Steve at wrestling or something. He comes down singing the Cal-U fight song, or the cheerleader song. I love how Stephanie points at DJs, like, Kimmy, that, see? I was referring to that right there. And DJ's like, what? I'm proud to be a California cub, and I can't wait to show Jackson how great college is. Um... I don't think you being dressed up as your 18-year-old self is going to make him decide to go to college or the college that you went to. I mean, my goodness. So DJ's like, hey, Steph, why don't you come with us? And Steph's like, oh, no. I mean, I didn't even go to college when I pretended to go. But boy, do I love Portuguese whiskey. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What did dan I wonder what Danny would have said to Stephanie, especially if he was giving her money to go to college. This just makes me think of the big three o episode in season one where Danny's car bullet gets thrown off, pushed off the Golden Gate Bridge and goes into the water, and he's looking for a new car with his you know insurance money that he got from the wreckage of his car. And apparently the bidding war gets out of hand. He doesn't know he's actually bidding against Jesse and Joey, who are down at the dealership. And Danny says, look, let the other person have it. i got to send my daughters to college. I have three of them. Well, you might be sending one or two to college, but the other one's going to take that money and go to Portugal with it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you got to save money for your daughter's trip to Portugal. <laughs> So yeah, DJ's like, Steph, what do you got going on today? What's your plan? And she's like, absolutely nothing. Dad has Danielle and Tommy, so I finally have a moment alone. Why do I feel this is just gonna blow up in her face? Like those, oh, finally alone time, and then some crazy event happens where Stephanie gets sucked into someone else's problem or. Oh so, yeah, Stephanie's just taken off her fingers all her responsibilities. She's not responsible for day today, which are no diaper changing, no rehearsals with Lisa Loeb, and no wedding planning. She's got a free day. She's got a me day. And Stephanie uh, uh, lastly adds, no explaining to Jimmy where the light goes when you close the door on the refrigerator. It goes off, Jimmy. That's what it. Where it goes. It goes off. Okay. <laughs> just be satisfied with that answer. Kimmy, of course, is at the refrigerator, refrigerator with the door hanging open, and she gives us look like, I've always wondered that too. And I'm like, you know, well, she is a Gibbler. Gibblers do think alike. <laughs> they have that inquisitive nature about them. So today, Stephanie just wants to be centered and focused, and she downloaded a meditation app for ninety nine. That ain't bad. I actually have one on my. Um, I think it's just on my iPod. I think. It, oh wait, no, that's a Kindle app. Let's see. No, I think it's just on my. Yeah, it's on my iPod because that way I could listen to the sounds in the when I'm reading in the tub. There, there's like a whole bunch of different ones, and the really, one I like is the crackling fire. But now since you know, we moved here, I discovered those scenes with fireplaces and just really beautiful that you could just throw up on, I mean, put up on your television screen and everything like that, and I mean, there's scenes that have, you know, either falling snow or a blizzard, you know, they're ambient noise, so that way, you know, it can help you fall asleep, or if you're just like, hey, it's a snow, it's a gross day outside, it's rainy and nasty, I just want a picture of a field with the sun and, you know, bird noises. You can find that on YouTube. It's amazing. One of them is called Calmed by Nature, and it's just the most gorgeous scenes that these uh you know artists create and just the sound that goes with it like there's even some that are set in coffee shops or a ski uh ski resort and um yeah it's just it's so cool And you could just have them playing on your tv for like three four to eight hours you know while you're reading or you know coloring or just doing whatever you're you know Making dinner. Boom. You could be having it play on your phone. And you're like, well, that's a nice relaxing scene. So she's like, yep, my journey to inner peace begins now. And she's got a rolled up yoga mat under her arm. So, of course, she goes into the living room. See, this is the thing with shows where people are like, I just want peace and quiet. And you live in a house with like 10 plus people. She may as well just went down to her basement apartment. That's the only place she's getting peace. Because she goes into the living room. And (laughs) we got Fernando, Steve, and Jimmy on the couch. They are watching the box set of movies one through eight of Fast and the Furious. I never got into those movies. Never, never, never. We also see an empty box of Pop-Tarts. Just a bunch of junk food on the table. What am I say? I love Pop-Tarts. Cherry-flavored Pop-Tarts are my favorite. I really wish that they would make those into the mini Pop-Tarts, because they're just, um, they're my favorite. Next the summer, there's Pop-Tarts that's supposed to come out with, like, peach cobbler, um, and there was another flavor, uh, like, lemon meringue pie, which I would try those 100% if they, if they get them here. That would be amazing. And when Stephanie asks, why are you here? And Fernando says, I live here. And Steve, like, side-eyes Fernando. He's like, no, you don't. And Fernando says, well, then why am I always here? Yes, question, 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 question of the day, Fernando. Why are you always here? <laughs> because we need the extra laughs. We need the Jimmy and Fernando laughs. So Stephanie finds a great way to get the guys out of the house, their tuxedo fitting, and Steve is like, yeah, but the wedding's not till it's not for six more weeks. We got plenty of time. And Stephanie says, "You know, these appointments were set ages ago. Didn't you look at DJ's wedding calendar?" And all three guys jump up and they're like, "Wedding calendar?" It's like, "Yeah. Don't poke the bear. Just go get your tuxedo fittings and get them done." I remember when Jeremy and his brother had to get their tuxedos fit. And my dad, who during the summer was busy, you know, working on the farm and everything like that, he had to manage to try to get in there and get his tuxedo fitting. So Steve and Fernando and Jimmy all run to the door And Fernando says, yeah, but I'm the world's fastest race car driver. And Steve tells him, yeah, but she's my fiance. Fernando says, good point. And, of course, Jimmy's like, (laughs) fast and the furious howl on three. And they're family. And they run out the door. So now it looks like uh, Steph's got the place to herself mainly. Cool. So you're going with DJ to her own. So we get to Cal University, or California University, or whatever you want to call it. We got a couple guys playing hacky sack, or that could be a girl in a hat. I can't tell from the back. Yeah, it's a guy and a girl, and the thing, the guy's got a backwards cap on, which, I mean, guys still do that today, but it just, it gives me that, like, a 90s feel to it, and we know, you know, that's when DJ was in college, was in the, you know, late 90s. Well, mid to late 90s, she graduated in 95, so what, 96, 97, 98, 99? We have a lady running the tour, and she's saying, I hope you like the science lab and the quad and the cafeteria. Yeah, as they come out onto the lawn, she's saying, well, thus concludes our tour of California University. I hope you enjoyed seeing the quad, the cafeteria, and the science lab where we were asked. And the everybody's like, my first group that was asked to leave the science lab. And everybody looks to Deej. I'm like, Deej, what did you do? Because Deej actually went wearing her California University cheerleader's outfit. And I think, I've been kind of ruminating over this for the last couple of days, and it's just, I don't li- like DJ being, it just, it feels weird and uncomfortable looking, you know how, like those adults who dress like their high school or junior high selves, and it's just, there's a level of uncomfortability there, and I just, bleh. And I know I've, I've said it in the past, I mean, I like this DJ, but she can be a bit much. And when I say a bit much, I mean a lot, a lot. And this is exactly the example that I'm referring to, is how she's acting in this episode. Now, you know, I like this episode. I like, you know, season five. I think it's good. And I just, yeah. the Just the way that DJ's coming off, it's like she's acting very immature, And right now, Jackson is acting more mature than DJ. Kimmy's acting more mature than DJ. And DJ acts all innocent, like, oh, I can't help it if I knew all the answers to the professor's questions. Okay, you know what? If you're being, you know, shown that area, you're basically supposed to be seen and not heard. Especially, you don't go in there disrupting a class. Not to mention, I bet Jackson is like, great, now let's (laughs) first... It's going to fall back on him and make him... Oh, that was your mom? Ugh. I know, I'm bagging on DJ. But yeah, that's the point. I mean, I've never been on a college tour. The only time I was doing anything like that was when I was in uh, high school, probably a junior. And we went to uh, GRCC, that's Grand Rapids Community College. It was for like a job thing, just to say like, oh, is this something you'd like to do? Go college and learn about a certain career that you could have or something. And we toured the campus and everything like that but we're not going into classrooms and disrupting the lessons. Because that's just disrespectful. And DJ is a 39 year old woman who should know better. DJ needs to take that green and white like ribbon out of her, bow ribbon out of her hair. It looks ridiculous. Because she's jumping like, oh, DJ's back on the Dean's List, baby! And she puts both her hands up for Jackson to do a double high five. He just looks at her rolls, her, rolls his eyes, and walks away. Which I would be doing the same thing if I were him. And we have Kimmy who's like pointing out a squirrel to Ramona. Like, oh, look, it's a squirrel, Ramona. You don't get that back on the East Coast. And Ramona's, Ramona's like, yeah, Mom. New York is surprisingly rodent-free. I don't know. I've heard stories from people that live there. The rodents are like house cats and small dogs, especially the rats. I hear. Don't go to New York, Quinny. Those rats will get you. (laughs) She's not even looking in this direction. Quinny. Oh well. It's like they're breaking for lunch and Jackson's sitting on a bench and DJ sits down next to him and asks if anything has sparked his interest during the tour. And Jackson's like, yeah, the meal plan that lets me eat pizza all day. (laughs) And DJ's like, oh, there's more to college life than classes. The social scene is lit. And Jackson tells her, mom, you can't use that word. And DJ asks, well, did I say it wrong? And Jackson tells her, yes, you said it while being a mom. I mean, I grew up in the 90s with some of their slang as far as, like, I mean, I said cool a lot. Did I? Or whatever. My dad never said those words to me. He never tried to. <laughs> My dad was all John Wayne. I remember when I was listening to Umbot by Hanson in the car when I was like, 1415 and my dad was trying to sing along the words can't sing along with the words to umbop unless uh except for umbop (laughs) DJ also mentions how Greek life is amazing in referring to her sorority Delta Upton Delta or whatever she was the president
0: <clears throat> well, I can't help but if I knew
2: all the answers to the professor's questions, do you DJ back on campus, baby?
1: DJ, stop. Jeez.
2: done Campus speech leading to potential sorority
1: hijinks. You don't get that on the East Coast. I'm sorry. We met them on the bus. Oh, apparently, the campus tour guide is like, Oh, you were a dud? I'm a dud too. Delta up to Delta, whatever. I don't know. So, it actually turns out that. DUD is not the greatest sorority at California University. No one wants to join it anymore. It only has four members, according to the campus tour guide. Zeta, Beta, Gamma. Okay, so I think that's the one that is run by Natasha Bure, Candace's daughter. Right, I'm going to kind of pick up a little bit. I'm not going to go dialogue by dialogue too, too much. Because this is episode... Like I said, I haven't seen it since it aired, and the episode is just... Needs to be getting a, going a little bit faster. And actually, I'm kind of looking forward more to the men trying on their tuxedos. So basically what happens here... Zeta, Beta, Gamma, Glamma, whatever, are... Their fiercest rivals of the Dud Delta, Upton Delta. And they stole the bronze cap, which is the mortarboard of the first female graduate of California University. Which, of course, if you're a Full House fan (laughs) and you've seen all the episodes, there's an episode which I will be covering called Fraternity Reunion in June about Danny and Joey dressing up like ladies so they can go and steal their seal. It actually is a stuffed seal with a yellow T-shirt on it. They're stealing their seal back from the sorority that stole it from their fraternity. So I definitely got those vibes. So DJ's the ones like, hey, let's try to steal it back from uh, the... Zeta, Beta, lambda Gamma, whatever. So, alright. And, of course, Ramona and Jackson are so embarrassed. Like, oh, we met them on the bus. <laughs> alright, let's go to the, the Tux Fitting Shop, because I'm more interested in that right now. This story is falling flat for me. And DJ is just at her perkiness is at full volume, and I can't deal with that right now. And it's 940 in the morning. All right, so we got the um, tuxedo shop. We got the guys coming out in tuxes. Fernando and Steve look great in their tuxes. Jimmy is definitely, he's all gibbler here with his lime green colored multi-colored zigzag pattern tux. It's cute for like Halloween or something but I don't know that's just Jimmy (laughs) I can't remember whether or not I don't think he has that tux in the final episode when they all get married at the end of the season five so the lady who tailors who runs this shop and tailoring the the tuxes and everything Looks at Fernando says, Looks good. It looks like James Bond. She goes over to Steve. Looks good. It looks like Jane the guy who does James Bond's taxes. Goes over to Jimmy and says, Looks not good. Like James Bond's grandmother's curtains. <laughs> so Steve tells Fernando and Jimmy is like, guys, I really think we should have one cohesive look. Like all, you know, basically wearing black tuxes. And now upon further inspection on Fernando's tux, it's not black. It is a very, very dark, I think it's like a maybe maroon color, like the darkest of darkest reds bordering on black to that point. And Fernando says, know, yeah, we should all just dress like me, because, uh, you know, I make this suit look good. And Jimmy, of course, with his insecurities, I get it. He's like, yes, but this, mine highlights my individuality and hides my problem areas. Oh, no. Oh, buddy. His problem area mainly being his butt. For, according to Fernando. According. Oh, my God. According to Jimmy. <laughs> Okay, so Berta is her name. That's, yeah, she tells the guys, like, your opinions are invalid. They're wrong. So apparently Berta changed her mind. She says Berta is hot mess. She goes over to Steve and says, this is a signature tuxedo. I will order one for each of you. And, of course, Fernando's like, no. I'm not. I'm getting married. I'm not hosting the 1964 Oscars. <laughs> isn't this I thought like Max is gonna come in and say some snarky comment and then Berta's just gonna like you can't get a tuxedo for me sorry you hurt my feelings I swear I think that's what happens something happens and he makes a comment to really you know that's just Max being Max but sometimes he does need to understand what's coming out of his mouth can be sharp and pointy and hurtful Steve makes a joke about Fernando basically wearing tux that Makes him look like a valet, because Steve's like, I don't want to wear a tuxedo that makes me look like I'm parking cars at the Golden Nugget. So, Fernando turns to Jimmy and says, Jimmy, what do you think? And Jimmy's like, I think I'm going to call Stephanie and ask her what I think. And she'll tell me what I think. (laughs) Oh, buddy. (laughs) He is such a goof, but he's got a heart of gold, this Jimmy. He does. So yeah, let's get... have that Guys, for the wedding I feel like we should all have one cohesive look <laughs> then let's go with mine my tuxedo expresses class and elegance but mostly because I'm in it <laughs> oh Fernando mine expresses individuality and hides my problem areas <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> your butt is fine Jimmy <laughs> let me bring attention to our breath she's oh, she's sleeping <laughs> Okay, Stephanie is on the living room floor, very nice, the lights are down low, she's got that meditation app on her phone. She actually fell asleep, which, yeah, and then the phone goes off, because Jimmy's calling her, and she wakes up, she's like, I don't want to go to school today, Dad, she's going to make me smoke! (laughs) So, she picks up the phone, and Jimmy says, I need to have you settle an argument here about these tuxedos. And Stephanie says, Jimmy, we've been over this. You have no problem areas. And she hangs up and then she falls back asleep. So yeah, Steve's like, well, why don't we bring someone in here who has, you know, style and and taste and could really help us out. Yes, they call they get Max in there. He's like, You pulled me out of chess club for this? Oh good. (laughs) Alright, now we gotta we got go back to the um, Zeta Beta Glamma Golden Cap rescue mission. So, yeah, we go inside the Zeta Beta Gamma ZBG, and we got a mixer going on. We got guys dancing, girls, and so on and so forth, what have you. And DJ, of course, is not watching. Okay, we gotta steal the cap back. This is so fall fling on a banner so I thought this is you know it's set this is set during the summertime I remember that because Max in an episode was talking about dealing with getting jumping off the high dive at the community pool this is going to be incoming you know freshmen for the new okay gotcha DJ is really, she's not just showing her age, she's showing her dad, she's showing Danny's age by saying, see Jackson, this is the best way to experience college tomfoolery first firsthand." And Jackson, who is much taller than DJ, just looks down at her, rolls his eyes and says, yes, really, tomfoolery? You sound like grandpa. No, he's like, really, tomfoolery? I liked it better when you said lit. So, here we go. Here's Natasha Beret, Candace's daughter. And she is like, oh, hi, hello. Aren't you a little old to be at a sorority party? So, already immediately throwing shade. No, my question would be, um, excuse me, can I help you? What are you doing here? I mean, clearly some, you know, 40-year-old ladies at this point are in their sorority house for whatever reason and her first thought is to shame like aren't you a little old to be here and I think I know that people said like oh Natasha Bray looks just like her mother like well maybe to some effect but she does look I mean I've seen pictures of Candace's husband Val you know Natasha's father and like she does look like a good mix between her mother and her father and Kimmy's like, oh, you only think we're a little old? And Deej is like, Kimmy, you got to focus here. So Kimmy pretends it to be from the official chapter unofficially or the national chapter. I'm guessing they're. she's pretending that they're from the chapter of Zeta, Beta, Gamma. <laughs> Immediately, Candace's daughter is all like, uh-oh. It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, clearly doing some underage stuff. But Kimmy's cool. She's like, hey, I'm here to show you or make sure that you know how to party like a rock star. And they're all like, whoa! Ugh. I would never be going into any any fraternity. No, no, no. I mean, not a fraternity. <laughs> no, that's for the guys. No, I would never join a sorority. No, that's not my scene. That's not what I do. I'd be too nervous. I'd be too shy. Like, no. All I'd want is to find a club other bookworms like myself, people that just enjoy reading to read. Immediately we get that fraternity reunion callback with Kimmy grabbing a broom, a big push broom, and saying, hey, who wants to limbo just like Joey did? and fraternity re- reunion. And Kimmy is, like, bringing that push broom over to Ramona, like, how about you, young lady that I've never met? And Ramona finally just gives, and is like, uh, I do. <sighs> so, yeah, Kimmy and Ramona are holding up a broom as a limbo stick, and we got people going under it, and <laughs> DJ's all like, Jackson, we need a distraction. We need to try to get that cap or nab the cap or whatever. And Jackson is telling me, like, lit, nab it, pick a generation already. <laughs> and DJ's just like, I'd be s- angry with your snarkiness, but you sound like a college student. So DJ goes under the limbo pole the broom and says to Kimmy we need to get we need to damp that cap so you need to create a distraction that actually clears the room because we can't have these witnesses here we can't have these people here oh and and Kimmy's on it she's like oh yeah I got this so (laughs) Kimmy's like don't worry about it nobody knows how to clear a room like a gibbler so here comes Candace's daughter Saying, "Oh, what are you talking about?" And luckily, Ramona jumps in there, grabs her by the hand. It's like, "Oh my gosh, this is such an awesome party!" And Candace's daughter is telling Ramona that she would be a perfect candidate for ZBG, a, a great Zeta. And Ramona is just like, "Oh my gosh, me! Omg!" Kimmy jumps in there. It's like, "Hey, everybody!" Guess who's playing a free impromptu concert at the Student Union? Boy George! And Kimmy and DJ are the only ones. It's like, those kids don't know Boy George. You gotta make it someone relevant that they would know. Or at least listen to. And Ramona's like, say it's Billie Eilish. I don't know who that is, myself. <laughs> but Kimmy's like, oh I got it wrong, it's Billie Idol." Again crickets. Ramona comes in and saves the day and says, it's Billy Eilish, let's go! And they all clear the room. Except for Jackson and Kimmy and DJ.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: What <laughs>
1: Max takes one look at Jimmy's tux and says, this makes you look, this looks like grandma's curtains. And Berta's like, oh, that's what Berta say. Max goes over to Fernando, looks him up and down and says, this color washes you out. And Berta's like, little man is brilliant. He goes over, Max goes over to Steve, looks at his tux and says, but this, this is worst of, this is the worst of all. And Berta says, little man knows nothing. <laughs> yeah, now he's going to, Max is going to straight up insult Bertha. It's like, oh my gosh. And Bertha tells him, this is Berta's signature tuxedo. And Max says, well, your signature is illegible. Jimmy's like, whoa, ease up there, Max. And I like Fernando when he says, yeah, ease up on the sass pedal. <laughs> yeah, Max, you are going a bit too far there with the sass. And Steve is like, Max, what's wrong with my suit? And Max says, you look like you're about to perform magic at the, How- <laughs> what is it? At the Howard Johnson by the hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, Berta tells Max that her tuxedo is classic, and Max says, it's boring. Berta says she is very offended, and Max says, Berta is phoning it in. So, Berta says, that's it, no tuxedos for you. And Jimmy's like, uh, Miss Berta, when you say no tuxedos, do you mean all, like, no tuxedos, like, at all? And she looks at Jimmy and says, does Berta stutter? Not some speech therapy. Max, you are really cutting it deep. He's like, he tells her, it's San Francisco, honey. You can get tuxedos at a 7-Eleven. Well, maybe in San Francisco, but not in a dead-ass Texas 7-Eleven. Max, you went too far. Because she says not only are the guys' tuxedos canceled, but the women, the the ladies' wedding dresses are canceled. Mind you, the wedding is still six weeks away. This is dangerous territory they're heading into. Max, you need to fix this and apologize. Because he has got a sharp tongue and a witty repartee. So, yeah, Berta says she's canceling the wedding dresses and keeping the deposit. And, oh, my gosh, the guys are in hot water. Thank you, Max. I should have just not called him. Come on now. Ay, ay, ay. And Jimmy is like, he's freaking out. He's like, should I call Stephanie? Should I not call Stephanie? Maybe we should just cancel the wedding and take assumed, live a new life under assumed names. I'll be Fernando. And Fernando looks at Jimmy and says, good luck. It's not easy being Fernando. <laughs> being Fernando is not as easy as it looks. Well, I wouldn't think it is. This looks like grandma. <laughs>
2: what's wrong with my suit you look like you're about to perform magic at the howard johnson's by the airport it's classic it's boring Berta's highly offended are phoning it in that's it no tuxedos for you uh excuse me mrs. Berta when you say
0: no tuxedos <laughs> do you mean no tuxedos does Berta stutter since speech therapy. It's
2: <laughs> San Francisco, honey. They can get a tuxedo at a 7-Eleven. Not. perhaps it'd be better if we just cancel the
0: wedding and start new lives under assumed names I'll be Fernando good luck Dave Fernando is not as
1: easy as it looks so we're back at the house Stephanie is in full relaxation mode cross legs you know hands on the top of the knees and just all of a sudden gets a text from Jimmy grabs the phone and her relaxation techniques and all of that peace and inner calm and all that boom! Out the window. It's gone. Because he texts her and says Berta cancelled the tuxes and the wedding dresses. And she's like (laughs) That would freak me out. Alright, so let's get back to the Zeta, Beta, Gamma, ZBDG thing and let's kind of get this over with. Okay, so DJ finds the golden cap, which is under Protective glass, she lifts it, and as soon as she goes to reach for the cap, the room goes dark, and there's all these high tech security lasers. Which apparently Jackson is a major tech head here, he knows all of this stuff, and he has to walk her through getting out of that room without getting, you know, hitting or touching the beams. So we have DJ on the floor, like crawling and moving in in ways that I didn't even know a body could move just to not hit these lasers that are now in this room. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Really, you?
1: Good, All right, so we go back to the uh, bridal shop tuxedo shop. Stephanie comes in and asks Jimmy, what do you mean are the tuxedos and our dresses are canceled? And Berta comes out and says tiny man insult Berta's signature tuxedo. And Max is sitting on like a little cushion chair ottoman thingy and it looks like he's either sulking or he's just being Max. So yeah, Stephanie definitely needs to set him straight. Like, you can't talk to people like that. So, oh, so, everything, Berta, let me apologize to little man. She goes over to Max and <laughs> pings him up and says, Little man, you've got to apologize to Berta. And Max is, is telling her, Well, why would I apologize when I know I'm right? Oh, he says, Why would I apologize for being right? Well, buddy, that's your own opinion, honestly. So Stephanie tells Max, look, I know you have some very strong opinions. Some of them may even be right, but it's not okay to insult somebody's business in front of them. Yeah, that's true. So Stephanie says someone's professional work in front of them. Max comes back with, but you always make fun of Joey's woodchuck, Max. We've all been doing that since season five when we, I believe we were first introduced to Mr. Woodchuck. That's just what we do. That's Joey. This is someone who holds your mom and aunt and kind of sort of aunt their wedding in her hands. You can't do that to Berta. You are making a big, big mess for yourself. And Stephanie says, yeah, we do, but behind his back. You don't, yeah, exactly, I get it. You don't go into a store and immediately start saying, well, this is gross. What was someone thinking when they made this and that? You don't say that to the people that work. that's Especially if the person owns the store and says that's their own personal creation. Like, you, you don't do that stuff unless you want to be kicked out. You want to have your personal opinions, great, but do it on your own time. <laughs> In the privacy of your own home and stephanie even adds and more importantly it doesn't hurt his feelings max oh my gosh it's just so hard for him like berta i'm sorry i'm sorry i can't apologize for being right Ugh, max like just say you're sorry and apologize like really apologize and stephanie here she speaks from the heart and luckily max witnesses this and hopefully he changes his tune because Stephanie says you know this may be just another dress or another tuxedo or another wedding for you but for me it's not this is a wedding I never thought would happen and it's the day I get to marry the love of my life and she also says you know alongside my sister and my best friend who gave me the baby I never thought I'd have yeah I mean this is a big day for all three of them Fernando says, Stephanie, that was the best speech I've ever heard. And Steve adds, yeah, that was a wonderful way to put it. And I love what Jimmy says here. He looks at Stephanie and says, I have never loved you more. (laughs) Of course, Berta is not impressed by Stephanie's speech. Didn't feel anything. And Berta says, like my homeland, my heart is cold (laughs) and barren filled with minerals. And Stephanie's like, all right, well, I guess I better go break the news to DJ and Kimmy. And Max is like, wait, wait, wait. So hopefully he is going to apologize. So yeah, Max apologizes and says, your designs are perfect. They are a representation of your unique style and a reflection of her unique style. And Max adds, And nothing would make us more honored than to have you lend your talents for our special day. Aww. And he also says, I'm sorry in Russian. Berta is impressed. She says, very well in Russian. And then in English, she says, thank you. Berta accepts the apology and says, dresses and tuxedos for everybody. Oh, thank you. Max goes to hug her, you know, because he does have tanner blood running in his veins. And she puts her hands up like, apology enough. I haven't hugged since the Berlin Wall. Oh my gosh. Sammy goes over to Max and says, nice job, tiny man. And he hugs her. Aww. And I love how before she walks up, she looks at Jimmy and says, yeah, you're not wearing that. <laughs> Honestly, I gotta say the dress, the bridal tuxedo thing. This honestly played a lot better than the whole college tour, campus thing with DJ and Kimmy. That was just kind of like, eh. but the tuxedo shop, dress shop thing with Berta and Matt and Stephanie and all of them. It's just that actually made that honestly is the best part of the episode for me. Yeah, you're not wearing that. So yeah, now we get closure with Kimmy and Ramona in regards to Kimmy wants Ramona to go to college on the East Coast so she can stay close to home. And I like this here how Ramona tells her mom that watching Kimmy have one adventure after another and, you know, Ramona wants that for herself. Like now it's time for me to have my own adventure and be able to see the world and do what I want to do and live my life. And, you know, exactly. Kimmy's just going to have to learn to accept that. I'm sure she will in, in time, but yeah, I mean, kids, you know, they get ready to go off to college you know know, no matter where they go whether it's 500 miles away or, or not it's just let them explore and find themselves and live their life and see what's out there for them and i love the words that ramona uses here where she says it's time for me to spread my wings and see the world and Ramona adds that the reason that she's secure enough to do this is because Kimmy did such a great job as a parent, and she did. I mean, yes, we've always seen Kimmy as wacky, but she has a good heart, and she raised her daughter well. Of course, Kimmy is tearing up and just saying, oh, why do you got to be so dang smart and brave? And she hugs her, and it's just, oh, it's such a sweet mother-daughter moment with Kimmy and Ramona. Oh, yeah, and Kimmy says, you know, she'll just have to get used to if her daughter does decide to go to a top school in the, you know, on the east side of the United States, that she'll just have to get used to it and just, you know, she's so proud of her daughter. And I love, (laughs) we get a call back too, it's always open, you know, with the door of the Tanner Fuller house. And Ramona says, no matter where I go to college, wherever I wind up. My dorm is always open. Oh, I love that callback. And also because this is the final season of the show. Sweet cheese, that was amazing. I'd say our first college party was
2: a success. Even before you crowd surfed across the student union. And everyone was having so much fun. No one even noticed that (laughs) Billy Joel never showed up. (laughs)
1: So now we're back home, we're in the kitchen, Jackson and DJ are having pizza, and she's talking about hey, what do you think of college? All the hijinks and pizza and lasers. And uh, apparently, uh, DUD doubled their pledge count. Okay. And DJ hands her phone to Jackson, like, oh, can you respond and send a bunch of emo- emojis? I'm like, DJ. You're only 40 years old. You should be able to do that on your own. I can see Danny having issues doing that, but not DJ for heaven's sake. So Jackson says that his time there today really helped him figure things out. And DJ's like, oh, well, I hoped it would. And he says, I made a decision. I'm not going to college. And That's the thing. I mean, college is not for everybody. Some people may try and just feel like, I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. And that should be fine. So Jackson says, I've taken to heart what you said. And computers, you know, he's basically, he's really good at that. And, you know, he hacked into that security system at that ZBG whatever sorority. And it made him realize he's really good at tech stuff. Having done research, Jackson found a great computer coding school in San Francisco, which that sounds great. Good for him. He found something that he wants to do and is passionate about. And Jackson says, it's not a four-year college, but people from this program have gone on to work at Google, the FBI, and even Netflix, which, of course, Netflix is tipping their hat like, yeah, we got to get that in there. Like, we haven't heard Netflix over the last five seasons of the show, name-dropped. So, DJ notices, she's like, I'm just, I'm happy, I've never seen you so passionate about something. It's like, it really feels that way. Jackson's character over the last five seasons just seems kind of, you know, aimless almost, just kind of bouncing around from one thing to another, which, I mean, that's fine, you know, teenagers do that until they find what they want to do. Because, you know, we saw Jackson, you know, doing football and... Gosh, other than that, his obsession with Lola, Lola in the first two seasons, it's like—I I mean, I'm not saying that the character of Jackson hasn't grown in the last five seasons, but he just—he's been played as a goofball and just his obsession with Lola and the football, and and finally this tech thing. It's like, oh, he's been into that. I mean, I mean, other than the video gaming thing we would see, that's about it. I can see in the final season, they probably had to nail down something for him to do instead of just, well, I'm not going to college, I'm just going to live at home forever and get a, you know, no, no, they wanted something. And working with computers, I mean, the job market for that is just endless. It's so plentiful. There's so much out there in working on, working with computers and networks and stuff. So, yeah, she says she's excited for Jackson and chances Tells her, yeah, thank you, mom. That means a lot to me. And she tells him that she's proud of him, and they hug, of course. So Stephanie comes in, asks how the college tour went, and DJ says, oh, you know, it was just, it was, it was alright. Nothing special to report. And Jackson's like, yeah, I mean, we snuck into a, a college party and deactivated some lasers and stole, you know, a college emblem. But that was pretty much it. (laughs) Like, it was no big deal. Jackson says, an important emblem of the college history. Okay. Tiffany laughs at all, like, "Ah, sure you did. And I sent all the guys down to Berta's and almost ruined ruined the entire wedding. (laughs) I'm sure DJ's going to be like, wait, what? DJ just says, (laughs) I don't want to know.
2: <laughs> double
1: their pledge class. Can you um send her a text back for me and use lots so of she's apologies? got eight? No, so-
2: Thank you. some lasers to steal an important emblem of the college history. <laughs> <laughs> sure you
0: did. And I sent the guys down to birders and almost ruined the whole wedding. <laughs> I
1: don't want to know. Alright, so that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry if I sounded like a little bit of a uh, downer halfway through or something. I'm just kind of going through something right now. Um, those of you know, we are still in the hotel and we're just trying to figure out what our next plan of attack is. It's really, really frustrating. Um, if any of you have ever been in a situation where you've been displaced due to something happening to the place that you live and just trying to deal with all that right now. So I'm just, my head's not in a good place right now. That's what I'm saying. Now, I know I usually, I do tend to get personal with my podcast. It's just how I roll. So, all right. Best outfit of the episode. I am going to give it to, I'm going to give it, of course, to Max for his adorable tux. And then, well, not his tux. His, it's just his suit and tie. Um, and then I think runner-up. I would give it to Steve, but that's just a typical regular, you know, tuxedo. So I think I want to give it to I liked Fernando's and then I'm going to say third like runner up is going to be Jimmy's cuz he has had flair too. So they're pretty cool. Uh, worst outfit 100% hands down DJ's cheerleading outfit was extremely atrocious and Runner-up for that, I'm going to say um, Stephanie's, like, pinkish, light pink sweatshirt that said more on it. It just was not that great either. So, lesson learned, Tanner, teachable moment, uh, of course, is just let your kids decide what they want to do, whether it's college or whether it's not, but just try to be supportive and don't put them down for what they want to do and just, you know, talk to them about their choices and the pros and cons and stuff like that. But above all, be supportive of what they want to do. If they don't want to go to college, if they do want to go to college and it's not where... You live. It's gonna be you know out of state or something. It's like just you know it's time for the the kids have grown up and they need to explore and spread their wings, as Ramona puts it. Uh, as far as with the tuxedo sich situ- dress situation, look, we all have our opinions about how things look and whatnot, but don't go into a place and start immediately putting down, especially if it is. You know, that's not a chain store. That is someone's personal store with their own personal creations. You don't go in there and start picking things apart. That's just cruel. If you want to have your own opinions, that's great. But do it. Don't do it to the person's face. I know that sounds, but um, yeah, just be, come on now. You wouldn't want to create something and have someone immediately put you down and put your creation down and everything like that. That's not, no. So, all right, for Bob Saget's birthday, May 17th, I'm going to be covering Season 5, Episode 22 of Full House, The Trouble with Danny, which aired on March 17th, 1992. Danny is overzealous about spring cleaning. (laughs) Also, if you have Hulu, you can watch all eight seasons of Full House. If you have Netflix, you can watch all five seasons of Fuller House. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by going to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leaving a review. I don't do Patreon. The only thing I ask is you, if you enjoy the podcast, to support it through leaving a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. Just happy Mother's Day to Andrea Barber, Candice Cameron Bure, Jody Sweden. All the mothers out there, have a happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Bye-bye.